Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Because someone has to say it, and no one does it better than Inez Says. I hope you had a great weekend. I welcome you to the Inez Says Podcast. As always, you can find it right there in WDBO app, WDBO.com. You can find it on Spotify, most anywhere you get your podcast. You can find me on the radio as well on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando every weekday. Orlando's news at noon. And if you're outside of Orlando, you can find it right there in the WDBO app. All right. So later this week, right here in Orlando, the Conservative Political Action Conference begins. And the highlight of CPAC this year is expected to be none other than the former president, Donald J. Trump. He's expected to make his first major public appearance since leaving office right here in O-Town. And from what we are hearing right now, The president is going to address CPAC coming up this Sunday. The conference will get underway on Thursday at the Hyatt Regency here in Orlando. So President Trump will be here, but his former vice president, Mike Pence, will not. According to various reports, Pence was invited to speak at the annual event, but declined the offer. There are also reports, not surprisingly, that members of Mike Pence's team harbored some, quote, bitterness toward Donald Trump. After the January 6th riot at the Capitol building, and I did see that Fox News Chris Wallace reported earlier this month that, according to Pence's aides, Trump's failure to call off the mob and ensure the safety of his loyal second-in-command represented the ultimate betrayal. Now, I did see the story that former Pence Chief of Staff Mark Short told Fox News last week that Pence and Trump still speak. I got to tell you, I have a hard time believing that. I have a very difficult time believing that. Now, look, you guys know how I feel about President Trump. I loved his policies. I'm especially loving them now that the current president is attempting to erase everything that President Trump tried to get accomplished with this ridiculous amount of executive orders. On day one, I said that opposite day was back, and it is. Opposite day has returned in America. We had eight straight years of opposite day with the Obama administration and presidency, This is just Obama 2.0. That's exactly what this is. But look, in terms of President Trump, I love what the man did in office, putting America first, unlike the current presidency, which is putting Democrat power first. President Trump put America first, and that was really at the heart of what I loved about Donald Trump's four years in office. Now, the more we hear about these executive orders from Joe Biden, about immigration especially, and basically offering an open invitation to all of Central America to come on up to the United States. It's reckless and insane. It's absolutely insane what President Biden is doing right now with immigration. The $1.9 trillion COVID relief. Okay, and again, the devil is in the details here. Bailing out states that could not hack it during COVID were not managed correctly. New York, California, Illinois come to mind. The possibility of rejoining the Iranian nuclear deal. The more you hear about the devilish details, the more I realize 
that I miss Donald J. Trump now more than ever in the White House. What Uncle Joe is doing right now is he's paying back the far left for his election, and he's doing it with some incredibly stupid decisions. Like back in the day, I was thinking about this today. Back in the day, you used to rely on the office of the president to moderate the candidate or the former candidate, if you will. Now it's as if the White House has emboldened candidates. And isn't it ironic that the left still wants to destroy Donald Trump? And yet here's the dirty little secret that for some strange reason, the left cannot figure out. You created Trump. You created Donald Trump. Trump and the phenomenon that has come with him. Eight years of Obama created this. And guess what? You're doing it again. You're doing it again with these executive orders, like the killing of the Keystone Pipeline and the killing of tens of thousands of jobs, eschewing energy independence, the reckless way that President Biden is going about immigration, quote, reform. You, the radical left, are in fact giving birth to Trump 2.0. You don't realize that, but that's exactly what you're doing. It's not hard to figure out here. The more extreme and radical you get, the more powerful Donald Trump gets. This isn't difficult to figure out, people. With every action, there is a reaction. And most of the executive actions taken by President Biden will cause a reaction. And that's a bigger, badder Donald Trump. It's not hard. Now, I talked to some friends on the left, and they truly believe that white supremacy, racism, misogyny, and I'm sure that there are, there are more isms out there that are, are not coming to mind here, but all that stuff, they truly believe that America's dark side created Donald Trump. No, no, no. It was America's radical left that created Trump, and it's America's left that is creating Trump to point oh mark my words they don't get that they don't get it if they would just govern from the left or left of center if you will with common sense involved here trump the politician would not exist he wouldn't exist you created this guy okay so i i want to get back to talking in particular about donald trump Big media and big tech and those on the radical left who hate Donald Trump will be the first ones to tell you that he's made a slew of mistakes. Those are obviously biased critiques. And have you noticed, like to this day, they despise the man like they loathe the man. Like, I think it's fair to say that they didn't like Ronald Reagan or George H.W. Bush, George W. Bush. They didn't like him. They tolerated those presidents. They loathe Donald Trump. Why is that? It's a loaded question. I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I don't play one on a podcast. But I think it has a lot to do with the age of rage that we're living in right now. Everybody's a victim. There are many on the left today, especially on social media, looking to be offended. They're just waiting for their moment in the sun to be offended. So it's the age of rage that we're living in. But let me suggest that it goes deeper than just that. The left's loathing of this man, to me, goes to one specific term, and that is projection. Projection, according to dictionary.com. Projection refers to unconsciously taking unwanted emotions or traits you don't like about yourself and attributing them to someone else. Common example is a cheating spouse who suspects their partner is being unfaithful. That's the underlying theme of the vitriol from the left here at this one man. It's projection. They despise him because Trump gives their garbage right back to them. 
I tend to be much more diplomatic. I have friends on the right and the left. I have some good friends who are liberal in their political views, and even they, frankly, lose their minds. They lose their minds when the name Trump is even mentioned. It's like he lives in their heads. Even though the left defeated him in the election, he's still right there, right there in their nightmares. It's really unbelievable. But here's the deal. What makes Trump such a villain on one side is the reason why he is such a hero to the other. The dude is a hard-charging bull. (laughs) That's who he is. He is a bull in a china closet. And that's part of the reason why we on the right love the guy because he fights. The man digs in and he battles. Now, I want to talk about one huge mistake that Donald Trump made in his presidency. And I get it. My liberal friends are going, okay, let, let me count the ways, right? There were more than one. To me, there was one major mistake that I point to at the end of his presidency. And a lot of people are probably going to say to themselves, okay, it was the speech on the ellipsis, January 6th, when he said, fight like hell several times. He said, fight like hell. If you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. That's not it. That's not it. I think the one thing that the former president's defense team did right during the Senate impeachment trial was to point out how many Democrats, including Joe Biden, use that same expression. It wasn't the fight like hell comments. For me, it was the president throwing the vice president, Mike Pence, under the bus like he did. Let's tell it like it is here. And that's what we do on the Inez Says podcast. That's exactly what happened. And that's why the stories of Mike Pence rejecting an offer from CPAC to come to Orlando this week, that's not surprising. Donald Trump urged Vice President Mike Pence to overturn the election result when Congress met to certify the Electoral College back on January 6th. Truth was, Pence did not have the authority to do it. He did not have the unilateral authority to overturn or object to the result. So in effect, Pence was set up to be the fall guy. That to me, folks, that to me was a horrible thing to do to a man like Mike Pence. I don't mind if you want to run over your political adversaries, fine. But Mike Pence, a guy who had taken so many arrows, Mike Pence was so rock solid in his unwavering support of his boss for those four years. Took a lot of bullets, man. Took a lot of bullets. And that's how he's repaid. That, to me, was inexcusable. Mike Pence is a good man. He's a good man, a good, loyal man. He did not deserve to be treated like that, and yet he was. And that, to me, was the low light of the Trump presidency right there. The fact that he allowed a person who had been 100% loyal to him to be thrown under a political bus. But again, let's go back to the attributes that make Donald Trump so appealing to those on the right. That is fight till death, right? That fight, that determination to stand up to an agenda. I think those characteristics blinded him in that instance. Not to make any excuses, but look, a questionable election, questionable voting practices, I think blinded him with rage as well. But my point is, I believe he made a huge mistake in throwing his good and faithful servant to the wolves. Now, listen, Trump is here in Orlando this week. It's not like a Donald J. Trump to say, I'm sorry. I don't think I've ever heard that expression come out of his mouth. I think it would be so good for the man to say it this week in Orlando. And if I were advising him, I'd tell him, look, be human. Be human. Let's set the tone for 2024. A kinder, a little bit gentler Donald Trump. Let's give America what they want. If this is, in fact, the start of his 2024 campaign, everybody knows Donald Trump is not perfect. Nobody is. But be human and tell the world that, you know what? I've got one regret. 
and tell him what you regret. You regret treating Mike Pence the way you did and say, and, and just tell him the truth. I, say, look, I was so caught up in the moment. I was caught up in what I saw as an unfair and rigged election. I was so caught up in the fight. I had people telling me something that wasn't necessarily true. And I didn't see that I was hurting a man who was so incredibly loyal to me. That's not who I am. I messed up and I'm truly sorry for that. Tell the world that. Tell the world that, man. That, that would go so far. That would give Donald Trump a humanness, if you will. Say I'm sorry. Say I was wrong. That's not weakness, by the way. That's not weakness. That's strength. And I think the world seeing Donald Trump's human side, Trump 2.0, if you will, to get started here in Orlando could be a very good thing for him going forward if he does have a campaign again. Will he do it? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. But listen, a good man was wronged here. Mike Pence was wronged. And I think this week, as Donald Trump kicks off whatever he's kicking off here in Orlando, I believe that he needs to make it as right as possible. That's going to do it for the Inez Says Podcast. I appreciate you being here today. If you'd like to catch me on the radio, do so. WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando, outside of Central Florida. You can catch me on the WDBO app every day at noon. I'll see you next time. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.